Well, I've got a team of guys I'm gonna invite to join me at this time. Y'all come on, make your way up here. And to this morning's gonna be fun. I think we're gonna hear a little bit about what's going on in our city and learn more from these guys about what he's doing in their lives. Just have a seat right here, gents. All right, well, this is my A team here. I'm pretty excited to have these guys here. Uh, I wanna start out by just saying this. One day, Jesus was walking down the road and a religious scholar of the law approached him with a question. How many of you know that it usually doesn't go well in scripture when a religious scholar of the law approaches anyone, okay? There's tons of lawyers in the Bible. If you just go through there, and that's what they are, they're religious scholars of the law. He asked him this question. He said, in the law... What is the greatest commandment? What's the greatest commandment? And, and the scripture says he's actually trying to trap Jesus up. And Jesus looked at him and he, he quotes a couple of passages from the Old Testament. He says, then bat an eye, he said, to love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. But the second one is like unto it, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. He said, actually, all the laws and the prophets hang on these two things. I want you to let that soak in a little bit. Jesus, he, this is in Matthew 22-ish, it's actually in all the gospels. He says, listen, everything can be summed up in the entirety of the scripture in loving God passionately with all you've got. We've done that this morning and we continue to do it. I mean, it's, it's what drives us, it's the love that compels us, scripture says. But it's also to love our neighbor as ourselves. Now, a few verses later, a few chapters later, Jesus gives some progressive revelation just hours before he goes to the cross and he says this, a new commandment I give you. He's really saying, this is how you carry out the great commandment of loving your neighbor. He said, a new commandment I give you, love one another, start out by loving one another, love one another, in the same way that I've loved you. By this, the whole world will know that you're my disciples because you love one another. It begins right here. But what he's saying is, it's my love living through you on the other side of the cross that is gonna change the world. And that's really what we're gonna be talking about this, this, this morning. We, last week, we talked about uh, receiving and releasing the love of God. Today, we wanna talk about what does that look like to love people well. I, look, I like what Jesus' brother said about the deal. He, he said, be doers of the word and not hearers only, walking in deception. He, he said, really, faith that does not include, what did he say? Faith that does not include this love is phony, okay? Faith without action. I think that's how the uh, Passion Translation says it. Faith without action that does not include action is phony. So we're gonna talk about some action. These guys here, I, um, uh, we're all different guys for sure, right? But one thing that everyone in this group here has in common is that they really do love well. And we're talking about love and action today. That's what our topic is. And so uh, I'm gonna just ask them some questions and let them talk about some things 
in our city that, that are going on, I know these guys um, in a number of ways, all of us participated in Love Your City in the last few years. How many of you participated in Love Your City? And we decided that, oh, that wasn't a whole lot of hands. How many of y'all were in Love Your City? Okay, we need to love our city better. We decided we wanna love our city uh, 24-7, all the time, 365, not just one day a year, but that one day a year would be an entry point into loving our city well. And so these guys have kind of picked up the baton. So we, we know each other from that. We know each other from our men's breakfast on Tuesdays where we talk about some of these things. And then just, uh, again, I, I love your heart. So I'm, I'm gonna start over here with uh, Melvin. This is Melvin. Yeah, Melvin Parker. <laughs> I'm thinking it couldn't be Melvin Parker. Melvin Parker. Melvin goes first because he's the tallest. <laughs> Melvin might be the tallest in the entire church. I, I don't know. So if we start a team, basketball team, Melvin, you're, you're, you're our first pick. Those, those, days are gone. those days are gone. So I've enjoyed hanging out with you, Melvin, and just really getting to know you. And, and one of the things I noticed when we were doing the uh, Love Your City was really your heart to help um, people that, that are in need kind of repair homes and do things like that. So uh, I'll, I'll ask you the first question. I'll throw you a softball here. Uh, what is it that God's put on your heart and why? Why is that thing important to you? Is this working? Nope, hold on. Let me see, I'll get you. See if we can turn it green here. There we go. Okay, is that better? It's red, it's red now. Uh-oh. All right, turned red on us. That's green again. Let's see what we can do. Oh, it's turned red again. Should we just grab one of these mics back here? I'm gonna let you hold this. And I'm gonna... Is this Esther's? This one? Okay. Well, it sure sounded pretty this morning. Maybe, maybe it'll sound pretty for you. <laughs> okay. Okay, is this better? Yeah. Okay. So, Steve, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For those of you who are watching online, now, um, what, what is it that God's put on your heart in, in, to serve our city in, and, and why is that a passion of yours? So in a minute, we'll have some pictures up there of the project that, uh, that me and Coach Mike uh, kind of co-led. And so there's some before and after pictures of this, uh, this man's yard. And uh, so we went over there, his yard was trashed, his neighbors had gone to the city complaining. And uh, so we chose this one project. I think there were three or four different projects going on, but this is the one that I was actually involved in. And uh, you'll be able to see in the pictures how bad it looked before and then what we were able to do afterwards. Uh, we wouldn't have been able to do that uh, if T.C. Bliss hadn't have brought his uh, skid steer over. That job would have taken us weeks uh, as a team, but he came in there and what he did in a couple hours just, just made a world of difference. But, uh, you know, the gentleman that we did the project for, his name was Miguel. Uh, we didn't just serve him, but we also served his neighbors. Uh, the neighbors were just ecstatic that somebody was coming over. Both, both neighbors had nice backyards, and his was just 
trees down, trees growing everywhere, uh, grass was high. And, uh, you know, so when you leave a project like that <clears throat> and you see the difference you've made in this person's life, it, it just makes it all worth it. And so <clears throat> my question in a men's morning meeting is, is why do we just do this? Why do we do it once a year? Why, why aren't we doing that more often? And so that's kind of where I've been trying to uh, ask questions. And uh, here later on, I'll have my contact info up there. But, uh, you know, my, my question is, is why are we just doing that once a year? And uh, that's uh, what I'd like to see some more people get involved. Uh, you know, my n name and number will be up there. Call me, tell me if you're interested, uh, what skills you have. And, uh, you know, we'd like to see this thing grow into something, uh, you know, where we're active more often. And I hate to go on too long, but, but Steve and I went to uh, First Baptist Church of San Marcos a couple of weeks ago and met with their team of men that meet weekly. And what we found is, is that they have a remarkable program over there. It's called Mission Able. Uh, they have QR codes that you can go to. And you can put out a need if you're needing something done or you know someone that needs it done. And then there's a QR code for people to volunteer and tell what their skills are. These men meet every week looking for opportunities to go out and serve not just the, their neighbors, but they also to serve the church. And uh, so I'm just real excited about uh, what that might look like at our church as we find out who all is going to be interested. What can we do more than just one time a year? Yeah. 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 Um... Yeah, let's do that. You know, if, if that's something that really stirs you as, as you're seeing the pictures and listening to Melvin and all that, I want to encourage you to contact him and give him information about things that are on your heart. Um, we really, we, we want to begin very small, just kind of doing, you know, if you say, man, I can mow, I can weed eat, I can... Trim, trim leaves, whatever like that. There are all kinds of needs. I was thinking about just uh, with, with the freeze and all of the debris that was everywhere this past week, uh, just to have a team that could jump in there and, and help out. And it really is, it's a blessing to work with the guys from First Baptist Church. The, they found incredible favor with the city and the city is, actually gives them uh, weekly names of people in need in our city. So we, we already have that contact with our city to find out what, what's going on. And, uh, you know, we want to begin in the house of the Lord, though. If you, if you know somebody, you have a need or whatever, uh, you can contact Melvin, and we're going to be assembling that team. We're, like I said, we're, you, you're on the ground floor of this thing. And so I wanted to expose you as we're going uh, to, what, to what's happening in that area. Um, this is Dupree Grimes, and uh, and Dupree is available for lunch today. Or no, I don't know. I don't, dinner? Uh, I think I think that's the correct correct one is dinner, right? Uh, but but you know, man, this guy is an incredible blessing to to Sozo. He works he, a lot of times. You might not see him in here on Sunday mornings because he's down the hill working with kids. And uh, he has just poured uh, his life, his gifts. I mean, th this, this guy is a, an athlete and, and whatnot. And I remember whenever he came to uh, our first men's group and I thought, man, what a, what a hunger for the Lord that he would hang out with us old guys and just uh, contribute so much. One of the things that has been on Dupree's heart is called Sports in the Park. So tell us a little bit about that and kind of what stirred in your heart to kind of take that on. 
Yeah, so um, well, it's kind of weird hearing my voice. Um, <laughs> I just have a really big heart for kids. I've been uh, volunteering with them for about a year now down the, down the hill. And um, one of my favorite things, uh, kind of before we start church with the kids, they'll just go into the gym and we'll kind of just have basketballs out and footballs and stuff and we'll just be playing and just having fun. And that's kind of like the heart just behind sports in the park is just to keep it simple just to bring kids out there, have the families out there, and kind of just show them love and let Jesus just do the rest of the work. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, um, this is an open invitation to all you guys to come out too. Um, just bring your kids out. If you guys want to help out, you can help out. Um, we're gonna have pizza out there and stuff. It's just like a family event, just to get the community together. Uh, we'll be meeting at Dunbar Park, which is uh, it's on MLK Drive and uh, just reaching out and just loving the community and just getting to know people and uh, just kind of getting out of our church bubble and just going out and being people out in the city. Yeah. So that, began, that begins today, correctly? Yes, it starts today. So uh, we're going to be meeting on Sundays at 5 p.m. So everyone's welcome to come out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that neighborhood is one. Some of you guys who might have been around in Sozo for a while, uh, that, uh, gosh, in the early, early days, we had families that lived there and began to really serve that community uh, with sports in the park. And, and it, it was just an incredible opportunity to meet the neighborhood. And we've begun doing that again. And um, you already have a team kind of coming together? Yeah, we, we already have a team. Um, so we ran into some issues with the city. Apparently, if you have an event in a park, you have to get permits and stuff. And <laughs> so we had to go through all the permits and get all that. We originally were meeting on Mondays, but we had to switch to Sundays because they have kickball there on Mondays. So uh, we ran into some issues, but now we got everything figured out. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, and working with the city, you know, the, the old saying, you know, it's, it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission. That, that doesn't work with the city. You know, there, sometimes forgiveness doesn't happen as easy, but those guys have been incredible, our city has. And and one of the things that we really want to do is come alongside of what's already going on in our city as well and to, um, to be salt and light and leaven in our city, not to, to be the thorn in their, in their side. So we really want to know how we can partner. And maybe you are, are already, you have some relationships with uh, some of the service agencies in the city and whatnot. I want to hear all about it. My, my name will be up there because I'm looking for people who are... Um, already working with groups and those who de desire to start a group because we really, we would love to see 100% of our people activated in ministry in our city. And uh, you know, that, that, that could be on a very personal level, it can be in a group level, it can be in many ways. I'm gonna get Mike to talk about that a little bit more. Before he does, I'm gonna ask, is there anything else you wanna say about sports in the park? I know you talked to the kids this morning. Yes, I talked to the kids this morning too and just let them know that we'll, we'll be out there today. So so you could use some parents that would come and oh, yeah, assist definitely, maybe? Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not just for the kids. It's also for parents too. Like okay. a, it's like a hangout for everyone. We expect parents to be there and like get to know each other. It's not, not just for the kids, but I mean, if you want to like come ball on some kids, that's pretty fun too. Yeah. <laughs> Five o'clock today, come give it a try. This, this guy on the end here is... Mike Barnett, and uh, this is, we, we just call him Coach. Mike coached for, how many years did you coach Mike? 30. 
30 years. 30 years. And Mike's only 36, so I'm not sure how the math works, but, but my, Mike and I go, I won't even say how far back. We, we've known each other a long time. Long time. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, Mike is one of my dear friends. I, I love his heart. I'm, I'm so grateful that he's here in San Marcos. Mike probably knows our city as well as anybody in this room. Uh, in fact, if I want to find Mike during the day, uh, I know where to go. I go to the library because that's where Mike <laughs> hangs out or the river. And, uh, and so, Mike, tell us, tell us a little bit about uh, your journey and, and uh, kind of what the Lord's doing in you and the why behind all that. Well, um, I've had a lot of thoughts running through my mind as, as usual and even up here. And one of them was, why did I... Uh, why do I not have legs long enough to touch the floor? Uh, I mean, I, I'm just being honest. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. And I, I heard very simply from the Lord, uh, because you're short. <laughs> Sometimes it's that simple. Uh, so, uh, I don't even know. Um, yeah, um, I, I go to another church other than other than Sozo, and I, I attend that church with these guys on the stage and uh, some others uh, that are in the that are in the congregation. And I um, I attend there with with black men and brown men and white men, and it's in a place called Don Lorenzo's. Uh, Mexican food place on a street named after Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. next to an old abandoned church that says, love thy neighbor. Um, that's about all you need to know, really. Um, that, there's so much in that. Um, and so my, my angle is not so specific uh, like these two brothers to my left, which I just love what they're doing. Mine's more of a kind of an open invitation to uh, take the salt out of the shaker and into the world. And I, I think of it as in this building this morning, each one of us is a grain of salt. And when we leave here, uh, our, our, our mission or our call, our invitation is to be uh, flavoring and seasoning and preservative uh, where we go, no matter where that is. And so if we're surrendered, if we've truly repented and given our, our, our mind, our will, and our emotions uh, over to the source of life, the spirit of life, i.e. Jesus, then we, we carry the kingdom in us. And, and, and if, if that's so, and I believe it is, then we have the fruit of the spirit that is love, that expresses itself in peace and joy and patience and kindness and gentleness and long-suffering and self-control and those things don't play well in this culture. They're not rewarded. They're not promoted. So get used to it. But that, that's, what, that's what God gives us in exchange for dying uh, to ourself and uh, coming alive uh, to the ways of the kingdom and the things concerning Jesus. And it is completely different than anything that we participate in in the empire. And a lot of times we try to take the words of Jesus, I think, and we try to attach it to our lifestyles and our politics and our finances and call it good. And Jesus kind of slips out from behind the doorway and goes, I'm, I'm not in that. 
I, I, I don't have anything to do with that. And you're going to have to think differently, i.e. repent, of your attempt to make me somebody that I'm not. Uh, he's not interested in, <clears throat> in, in that. His kingdom is, in, in, my, in my, where I'm at right now, his kingdom is distinctly different than the culture we live in. And it's not a, it's not a warring kingdom. He's not a guy asking us to take over or, or whatever. He's asking us to live out the divine nature of God, which is, we've been talking about love. And it, what it does is it, it allows us to see people as his children. Uh, I've been in Austin the last two or three nights. I've been going to music venues and listening to all kinds of really crazy stuff. Um, and if you're interested, come see me. Um, and it could be part of the mission. So, um, but it, it, as I'm walking down the sidewalk, I feel like the Lord says, every person crossing your eyeballs, every person crossing your walk, every person crossing your path is my child. Every one of them. Every one of them. And I want you to see them the way I do. And I'm like, Lord, I want to see them the way you do. Yeah. I really do. And I, I don't see them as anybody or anything that needs to be fixed or converted or changed. That's God's business. I don't expect them to be Jesus to me or for me. He's got that covered. Um, so, so in light of that, I'll just say in the city of San Marcos, um, I spend a lot of time in the library. Steve said it well, uh, the city of San Marcos comes to the library, the homeless all the way up to the mayor and everybody in between comes in there. The activity center, San Marcos goes to the activity center, the river San Marcos goes to the river. Uh, H-E-B. San, San Marcos is in H-E-B. Okay? Everybody goes there, but a lot of us are in there and out of there. It's like a drive-by. Like, we, we don't want to see or bump into anybody. But I think, I think if we go in with the idea that there's possibilities, there's potential in every encounter, then we see differently. And we begin to see opportunity. Uh, send Mark, uh, the trails, the trails around here. We have an incredible trail system. Uh, San Marcos is on the trails. Um, San Marcos is at the farmer's market on Saturday. Go down to the farmer's market on the square and hang out for two or three hours and just sit there, get a, get, get a brisket sandwich and some coffee and just sit on the curve and watch who comes through. That's your city. And I think sometimes if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we congregate and we do preset it, we get in the bubble. And, and we make this thing on Sunday at 10 o'clock the thing. And it's not. It's, it's just kind of a halftime. Like Steve says, we get to come and rub elbows and encourage and love on one another and go back out, right? Uh, but we make it the thing. And so it's really hard for us sometimes to see what we really, really need to see when our relationships, friendships, finances, reputation depend on us not seeing it. And so 
we, we really have to do honest business with God and ask him to show us what needs to be dropped and left and let go and, and, and what needs to die in our life so that we can begin to see more clearly his view of the kingdom. I think the kingdom creates its own community and it looks really, really different. Uh, what happens at Don Lorenzo's is church. It really is. Uh, men are able to say what they need to say. Men are able to, to be transparent. Men are able to get messy. Men are able to ask really hard questions. We love on one another. We pray for one another. We love on the staff. We pray for the staff. We meet people that are eating there. We pray for them. That's church. That's church. And so I think, and, and I, don't, I hope no one takes this wrong, but I think there needs to be in some ways maybe a defocus on Sunday and a refocus elsewhere. Let me, let me I, I, just I say really something, do. Mike, because yeah. I, think, I think you're right in, in, in this way that there, there are a couple of aspects of the church, right? right? right. The church gathered, which has an incredible purpose, yep. but this is one-seventh of the equation. The other, other six-sevenths is the church scattered, yep. you know, where we get to be salt and light and leaven and all, and all right. of that. And, and I, know, I know one of the things we've talked about was that when we'll, we'll know that the church is fully alive when what happens in here with the spiritual gifts begins happening in our daily life every day. We begin to see the things happen yep. like that. And I, I know right. that's a part of it. Tell yeah. us a little bit about some of the things in the city that you might be connected with that already exists. Uh, I volunteer at the food bank. Uh, Hayes County, Hayes County Food Bank, and uh, if you've never been there, you, it's very hard to find. You, it, they uh, they gave away over a uh, million pounds of food uh, last year in Hayes County. They rescued a half million pounds of food and served 161,000 people uh, last year in Hayes County alone. It's just a little small place, and they do a tremendous, uh, I mean, just tremendous work. Uh, Southside Community Center works with the homeless. Uh, they cook a meal every afternoon. They serve that meal to anyone who shows up, including the homeless and, and you. And you can sit down and speak and, and exchange and chat with whoever shows up to have a, have a free meal. Uh, Hayes, County, uh, Hayes, Hayes Caldwell County Women's Center, a center for battered women, abused women, uh, and children, uh, a, a, a rescue place where women are then put in safe places. Um, those are three organizations that do incredible work uh, in our city and in our county. There are others, um, and I, I think we don't need to reinvent the wheel. Uh, there, there's a lot of stuff out there that's going on that, that is actually acting like the hands and feet of Jesus, and we just come along and partner with others who, you know, see what's going on, and, and we, we become a safe place for people to, to heal and, and to, you know, lay their life out there in a way that, that gives them the freedom to start to reconstruct it. Uh, and I like, what, I like what Steve just said, and I wanted to say this um, about you and Joel and the leadership here. Uh, the leadership here is, is, is really, really on top of it in regards to helping equip us to be able to live without them. What a novel idea. Uh, it's what Jesus tried to do with the disciples. Yeah, yeah. And uh, somehow we create these codependent cultures called church, and we think the only way we can get anything is to hear Joel or Steve or Lauren or Natalie or someone else speak a word, and if they're not careful, they can be drawn into creating a culture where they're needed and wanted that way. But to their credit, they're trying to equip us 
to actually have a lived faith rather than just a believed faith. You know, it's active. Like Steve said, we're out on the street and God gives us something for someone and we step in and we do it. We're, we're living the kingdom in real life right, rather than just on Sunday for two hours. And I think that's the, that's the mission, I think. And that's the excitement of just kind of being out and about and jump, running into people and being at peace and having the freedom to just engage people where they're at and not having any expectation of them other than that's a child of God. And I need to view them as such and love them as such. Yeah. And just find some common ground to engage, start a conversation. I spoke with a man on the streets last night in Austin. He's an artist trying to sell art. He's really, really good. That's a tough gig. And uh, he had a Vans off the wall hat on. And we're talking about what he's doing. And all of a sudden I said, hey, bro, I got a word for you, man. I just, I'm, I'm going to share this. I said, your art is about to be like art off the wall. In a way, meaning that your art is going to go on people's walls. And he just started crying. And he's like, man, I needed that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went to listen to a funk and soul brother duo. <laughs> because what happens with that is not up to me. <clears throat> what happens with that is up to God, up to the spirit of God and that individual. Yeah. But it was my role to encourage him. Yeah. And that's the kingdom. That's the kingdom. That's what we're invited into. When we leave here today, we're going to go eat. We're going to go do stuff. The way we engage people, the way we yeah. see people, the way we talk to people, what we see in them is the kingdom at work or not. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's exciting because it doesn't depend on just this right here. It's more exciting because it's us out there living it. And, and letting the Spirit of God move through us in a way that brings healing, restoration, uh, peace, and joy, and all that. So uh, I would just say, man, find something that moves you. If it's homeless, if it's you know, people who are hungry, if it's uh, just helping people navigate their own soul, sit down with them over a cup of coffee or a big plate of bacon. Um, if you invite me to bacon, I'm there, man. I, I'm good. Uh, and, 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 and be present and connect yeah. and see them and hear them and value them yeah. for who God says they are. Yeah. And the kingdom will come alive. And uh, yeah, that, so mine's a little less like distinct, but it's, it's still about mission yeah. for all of us. We're kind of calling, <clears throat> we're calling Mike's uh, Kingdom Connections. So if, if you have something that's in your heart, maybe in one of these areas that he's mentioned, or maybe anything that God's put on your heart, you can connect Mike or you can connect myself on the local missions. And then Dupree is Sports in the Park. Melvin is Helping Hands. That's what he's calling his group. Um, and man, we would love to, to hear from you. Isn't it great to have a coach last year kind of pump us up, kind of like, let's go into war and let's do this thing? Yeah. I, my, Mike has a mobile ministry. Did we put that up there? Uh, that uh, Mike's picture. Mobile minister. There it is. That, that's that's my house. All right. So I know some of y'all know this, but I'm I'm living in that, and uh, I have for eight months. And I, I decided to do it for a year just to experiment with minimalism and simplicity, and adventure. 
And it's been all of that and more. Uh, and that, so that symbol on the back there is a way to introduce just a conversation about the gospel. It's the only one tattoo I have. Uh, it's on my arm there. And people want to know. And I've been able to share the gospel numerous times uh, through, that, through that symbol. And uh, so, it's, you know, it, again, people are curious. People are hungry. People are searching. People are hurt. People are wounded. And they just want a safe place and a safe face uh, to unpack their junk. Uh, we all do. And I'll guarantee you in here this morning, there's a lot of you that have carried a bunch of junk in here. And sometimes, man, the language of religion and the expectations of religion will cause us to, to, to hide behind those religious things. And really, our soul is dying and it wants more. And I just got news for you. There's more. Yeah. And it's good. God's good. God's really, really good. Amen. Well, I just want to say a couple of things in, in closing here. Do you, do, you, do you guys have anything else y'all would like to say? I know there's probably a lot of things that were stirred up there. Go, go ahead, Quite a few things, but the main thing I want to get across is uh, just find something that stirs your heart. Uh, find something that's going to make you feel good uh, doing these projects that we do. When we leave, the homeowners are just, uh, they're in tears. Uh, they're saying, why me, Lord? You know, and then uh, you give me my yard back. And uh, so go, go touch someone's life. That's, that's what this is all about. Amen. Uh, the last thing I want to say is uh, kids are great. Uh, the best thing about them is you just tell them something and they just accept it. And it's, it's just really easy. So... <laughs> Amen. I, I want to leave you with this thought. When Jesus, one of my very favorite messages of Jesus is in Matthew 13. And he gives eight parables, just boom, 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 boom. But every one of them begin like this. The kingdom of heaven is like. You, you remember that? I mean, he's like the, king, the kingdom of heaven is like this, this sower who goes out. He's just sowing seeds. He's sowing seeds of the gospel everywhere. The kingdom of God is like salt. It's like light, it's, it's, like, it's like yeast, it's like a mustard seed. It starts out tiny, but then it just booms, it grows. And he gives all of these stories about what the kingdom of God is like. These are kingdom of God is like stories in the 21st century right here, okay? This is what the kingdom of God looks like. It looks like a guy driving around in a van loving people to Jesus. It looks like a guy who's rolling out balls, playing with kids, serving pizza, loving them to Jesus. It looks like a guy who's repairing homes and, and reaching the neighborhood and, and going back and checking on them and loving people to Jesus. That's what the kingdom of God looks like. And that's what I wanna say. You have a kingdom of God is like story in you. In fact, you are a kingdom of God is like story. Somebody told me one time, well, you know, Paul never talks about the kingdom of God. I said, what are you talking about? Paul is a kingdom of God is like story. Everything you read about is his kingdom of God is like. And I would just tell you, God really does want us not only to receive freshly his love, but to release it everywhere we go everywhere we go. So I'm going to ask you if you'd just stand at this time as our worship team up here. And I want you to just, just take a moment again, just kind of put a bubble around yourself, close your eyes and just ask the Lord, God, what is it that you're saying to me this morning?
Holy Spirit, I wanna hear your voice. What is it that you're saying to me this morning? In my sphere of influence with my friends, my family, where I work, where I go to school, my neighbors, somebody said it well, my neighbor is any person that God brings before me. That's my neighbor in my city. What is God saying to you? Maybe there's somebody that just pops out to you that you just need to love. You need to be the love of God. You need to bring the kingdom of God into that story, into that situation. God, what are you saying to me? And the second question is simply this. God, what do I need to receive this morning to be empowered to carry out what you're saying to me? Maybe you're here this morning, you just need to receive Jesus. That's your first step to say, Jesus, I give you my life. I receive your love. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your wholeness. I receive your Holy Spirit to live in me and through me. Maybe you're here this morning and you have a need. You have a physical need. You have an emotional need. You have a financial need. You have a relational need. Whatever your need is this morning, just give it to the Lord and receive his life, his love, his hope. I'm just ask our, our prayer team to just come forward at this time. Whatever your need is this morning, first of all, just come and re give so that you can freely receive because he really does want to release his love through us. So just come on team. And as the Holy Spirit speaks to you, I want you to just be quick to obey. Come have someone agree with you in prayer. Maybe you're one of those who said yes to Jesus this morning. Just come and tell somebody so we can share it. Well, I just pray in Jesus' name that what you've stirred up this morning in our hearts, thank you so much for these men, God. Thank you for their stories, for their kingdom of God is like stories. Lord, I thank you, Father, that for each individual within earshot in this place and listening online is watching online Lord that they would know that they themselves are a conduit of your love everywhere they go so Holy Spirit just have your way during this time and we'll say yes in Jesus name